what's your favorite ride at Disney World? Hmm. I guess I'll go with Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion's your favorite ride? Yeah. Okay. So how long would you wait to go on Haunted Mansion? Is this having been on the ride before if I haven't been yeah, on the ride? Yeah, you've been on the ride before. Like oh, right so now, you know if we were to go to Disney World, how long would you wait to ride Haunted Mansion? I don't know. Not more than an hour because I've done it before okay. and I know I could go back another time. Okay. So you only want to wait an hour. Say the wait is two hours. How much would you pay extra to just be able to walk on? Five dollars. Five dollars. Would you pay six dollars? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a, that's a tough question because six dollars is harder to get because you need a five dollar bill typically and a dollar bill. <laughs> oh, this right? is very so, easy. You just have to push a button on the app. Oh, that's right. They make it nice and easy for you to spend more money. Um, no. No. I'm sticking with five dollars. Five dollars. Because I know it. I'd love it, and but I would just like make sure I go back at a better time. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner and behavior analyst. And I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast as well as a clinical social worker. And I'm going to bet you two hours of opportunity cost, valued at $15 an hour during an eight-hour park day, that you're going to enjoy today's episode. And if you do like the show, well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for liking the show. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or throw us a follow on Spotify. The reviews that we've been getting lately have been really helpful in increasing reach. Uh, so thank you so much. Also, tell your favorite uncle about us. Not the successful rich uncle. Uh, the one who reads Star Wars comics and has a sweet van. He's going <laughs> to love the podcast. <laughs> but first, we've got news, trivia, and mailbag. With the rope drop strategy to my $15 Genie Plus add-on, Autumn. Hello. How's it going, Autumn? It's going really good. So we uh, we didn't make it last week. We're still, you know, pretty exhausted from the uh, the COVID, or at least in the previous week, and we've had work stuff, and it just didn't happen. So yeah. apologies to everyone out there who is just dying to listen to another Easy Dizit podcast, and we didn't deliver. We feel you, but but we're here. We are. We're, we're gonna just today's show is gonna be so good <laughs> that you're gonna forget we didn't put out a show last exactly. week. Exactly gonna be that good that's the goal yeah um hey before we get into highly suspect net headlines over the last two weeks it's been cold and bitter and we've been doing a little bit of vacation planning oh yeah where, right. where are we going autumn a few different places actually around virginia none of them disney world none of them disney world <laughs> we're not looking, this year yeah but it's um in terms of cost savings <laughs> we were looking at uh bush gardens williamsburg and um What's the what's the water park? Went, water is, country? Is it water country or wet and wild? Whatever park. I think it was water country. Yeah, it's down there in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. uh, cost saving wise, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We're paid a hundred dollars each for basically summer passes. We could go all summer. Right. To both parks. Yeah. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, and um, water country. Yeah. And the hotel, it's it's less than a hundred bucks a night. So we're really we're coming in really cheap on this. I think all all in we're going to be under twelve hundred with gas, food, everything. That's yeah. the plan for for two people and a two year old daughter. And what's really cool it's about pretty much free. It, she it's, is a hundred percent free. She's a hundred percent free to the parks. And Bush Gardens is is really cool. They actually up to five. So under three is yeah. free without a pass. Three to five, you just register to get a preschool pass for free and they can go all summer 
So if you if you're yeah. family with young children That's... and you're in the the eastern side of the country, um, Bush Gardens has really good theming. It's not Disney, but compared to Six Flags, it's like a whole other level from Six Flags. Mm-hmm. She's gonna enjoy the Elmo's world over there. It seemed like there was a lot more geared for younger kids, which is not the case in most amusement parks. Yeah. You know, they they ha- have something, but but there isn't typically a lot for under five. And she's you know? definitely gonna love the water park. She yeah, and I love the water park, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, and I get to go on some roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Williamsburg has some excellent roller coasters. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. So we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. We'll probably do a review of the, the kids uh, section and as well as some of the roller coasters. Maybe some of the restaurants that we find in the area. Because I really do think, and it's not yeah. too far away from beaches. It's about an hour drive from Virginia Beach. Right. And there's some local, smaller local beaches too. That's right. I think it's a great vacation destination. Um, as an alternative people go. yeah to, to Disney honestly like if you're trying to save some money but you still want to do a cool theme park it's mm-hmm. it's a good option mm-hmm. what are you most excited about the Virginia trip I mean I, I got excited seeing some of the videos of uh, water country the, the water park because there was a lot of like variation of different like kid level water rides yeah. I feel like it's just gonna be a lot a lot of fun for when last summer we were able to take her to like a small family run about a half hour away yeah. and she just loved it and it's small you know so there, I mean there was a really cool like water uh, was it? it's like a playground water park yeah. but yeah. the part where there's like slides she lo- and just wanted to go on and on but we there's only like two or three yeah. so I'm really excited to bring her to just do that with her and know that like there's a bunch of different things we can do that she'll enjoy yeah yeah uh, cool 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 all right are you ready to get into highly suspect headlines yeah all right I've got some highly suspect headlines for you so if you're new to the podcast this is what I'm talking about a highly suspect headline is a headline that may be true or it may be false mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just gonna lie like a big liar and sometimes I'm gonna tell the truth like an honest journalist and autumn's gonna have to be able to say which one is which yeah I'm pretty good at it she has um, you are good. the best I'm autumn. at least 50 50 though Autumn, can I tell you honestly, you're probably the best person at Highly Suspect Headlines. I've never done this with anyone who does it better. So. Well, you just haven't done it with anybody else. <laughs> All right. For, are you ready for the first one? Yep. Encanto box office slumps after coming out on Disney+. Plus. Disney executives question the current model. It's false. That Encanto was quick. Encanto slipped? Yeah. No, that slip. the box office It's slumps. like, I feel like it... I feel like that's really, like it had been out for a while and people liked it, but I feel like when it was like, oh my gosh, the Encanto soundtrack, the top of the track, I feel like that all happened when it went to Disney+. Plus. That is 100% correct. Yeah, because I remember thinking like there was a bit of a delay with how yeah. great it was. And yeah. we were lucky, we got to go get it, it's expensive, a lot of people can't see it in the, the theater. Um, but I, I remember thinking that and then it really blew up, but this was, it was like a delay from... It was after Disney Plus. It was after Disney That's Plus. That's when yeah, the, I paid it attention. Blew up on the box office, and guess what? They're sending it back to theaters. No, they're not. It did so well on Disney Plus that they're sending it back to theaters. That doesn't happen very often. No, and I'm just. I guess I'm like, who's gonna? I guess go if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Or would you go to a theater to see it if you've seen it at it's home? It's so visually stunning. I think no, it's it worth a trip to the theater. If your kid can sit through it. Yes. Yeah. No, but just, the, I guess, right. And if you haven't, if there's still probably a lot of people that haven't yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We went to see it without the kid, too. We, and it was great. Yeah. Like, we had a yeah, great she, time, too, adults. little for theater. But it was, it is, it is the music and visually. And, like, I we were watching it again the other day, and I feel like there was a whole other level of, like, motif 
that I that I picked up on that I didn't. So I definitely think it's a movie that's probably yeah. good to watch multiple times. Yes, yeah, it has rewatchability for sure. Just for the music, it's earned three Oscar nominations. Uh, it won a Golden Globe. Uh, it, it won uh, Best Animated Film at the Golden Globe. Mm. It's actually the fastest title, this is reported by Disney, fastest title to cross 200 million, hour, uh, 200 million hours viewed on Disney+. Plus. So it, 200 million. Like everyone watched it when it came out, That's, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the Encanto hashtag has been viewed more than 11 billion times. So if, you, if you've been on TikTok or Instagram, you see a lot of people singing the songs from the movie. Times. Yeah. We need to compare that to numbers in like countries. I mean, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's size a of 11 number. billion. It basically, it was viral. It was almost <laughs> as viral as our... That's like, as vi- that's like another, you know, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's its own thing. It was almost wow. as viral as our Will It Mickey reels on oh, Instagram, which just huge amounts of people. <laughs> That's amazing. I am I am so happy to hear that it has done so well. I am yeah. just in that it's going back to theaters. Yep. Yeah. All right, so you're one for one on these headlines. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right, next one. Abnormally low crowd levels for President's Day weekend. Hmm. It's usually a very busy, busy time of year yeah. for Disney. Yeah. I'm going to say it's true. This is actually false. Oh. It was cramped. And oh, okay. park reservations were unavailable for that weekend a couple days out and then slim pickings for the whole week you know i'm upset with myself i should have known that because we looked at this in november or december when we realized we weren't going to be able to make it to the christmas mickey special thing yeah and you remember that yeah it was like almost no it was the tickets were seldom in november flights were up hotels are up uh we could have got tickets at that time for the parks but though the tickets are more expensive there too all right, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Disney announces a one-year moratorium on ticket price increases. They say they're not going to raise ticket prices for the next year. Well, they did a lot of increases this year. I feel like that would be wise to come out and say because they just said, we're going to change all the things and make you... Like, I want to... We didn't do this yet. I think I mentioned it, but we should add up all the additional costs that they've added for this year. Taking away the transportation, adding Genie Plus, mm-hmm. adding on average amount of people that would want to pay for a ride. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, but it's hard for me to believe that they would not increase prices. <laughs> that they would stop trying to get more money. <laughs> this is a tough question, mm. but they did a lot this year. So like then I'm like, mm, maybe they're maybe they're reacting to like customers saying this is too much. Maybe they're like. Yeah, listening year. to the customers and, yeah. and changing their behavior based on customer sentiment. Mm. That sounds unlike a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Justin's trying to help me out here. I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, this is another false one. Yeah, Disney didn't yeah. announce anything. As a matter of fact, in the last two weeks, they've increased ticket prices again. <laughs> You're joking. No, I'm not joking. Uh, so... It, it, oh, we're never. We can't. Yeah, uh, listen, Disney. We can't go. We're listen, done. Well, listen, listen. It's not. <laughs> it's not terrible. It is an increase. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a typical yearly increase. It's not that different. They raise prices every year, uh, two to six percent. This year, they did raise them two to five percent. Two to five is a huge amount of percent. It can be half so, a percent, maybe two a percent. I feel yeah. like it's like it, what so, it should be. So what they did is they didn't on single day, two day, and three day tickets. They didn't touch it. They didn't touch those. But on the four-day through 10-day tickets, they did increase it. And the way Disney tickets work is as you stay more and more days, you get a greater discount Mm -hmm. on each day. So, like, if you're staying for seven days, it might work out to, like, $70 a day. Where if you go for one day, it might be, like, $120. So where the tickets are most expensive, they didn't increase prices. Okay. 
but where the tickets are discounted, they increase prices from two to five percent. Yeah. And the, basically, like for the four days, those were like increased five percent. And for the, I'm sorry, the other way, for the four days, those were increased like two percent. And for like the ten days, that's like a five percent increase in prices. Sure. Okay. And like you mentioned, this does come、um, after a recent increase in food prices at the park and reduced portion sizes at the park and the inclusion of Genie Genie Plus.、Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about Genie Plus later. But in terms of like how much that costs at Disney World, it's fifteen dollars. And、um, the recent earnings call, Chapek said, you know, a third of people have used it. So if a third of the people coming into the park are now paying an extra fifteen bucks a day, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And they the earnings call went really well. Well, it's, it's it will go up. I think now is probably the lowest percentage of people that are going to use Genie Plus because there's still a lot of people that enjoy Disney that haven't.、Oh. Genie Plus is new, so most of the people that have been to Disney that enjoy it are like probably like I'm not going to pay this. Like、yeah. I can go around it. So I think the percentage of people that are that will use Genie Plus in the future will only go up. Okay, so now is the lowest amount of users is my、yes. what I'm going to guess. So my response to that is if more people start using it, they're either going to have to start charging more. Or start capping it, and I don't think they're going to cap it. So I、mm. think that's when we'll see the price go up. Is when if utilization goes up, because if everyone uses it, it's not effective to the people that、oh, use、really? it. Yeah,、uh-huh. yeah, because Genie Plus basically lets you cut the line a certain number of times, right, on a certain schedule, and we'll talk all about that later. Oh, if everyone's trying to cut a line, exactly. Then you're all just waiting in a line. Exactly, exactly. It, it, it it's exactly.、Uh. So they'll have to increase the prices or start capping. Right now, you can always buy Genie Plus. Question throughout the day. How does increasing the price though get around? Like, if there's like 85% of people using Genie Plus, you can increase the price, but you're still going to have the issue of too many people using. No, because remember, like we talked in that cold o- open, I said, which you, you said you'd pay five dollars for Haunted Mansion, but you wouldn't pay six. Right. So the idea is the same with Genie Plus. Some people will pay fifteen, but they're not going to pay twenty. They're definitely、so、not going to pay thirty. Got it. So when you increase the price, less people. Will use it. Got it. Yeah. So it will go up. It, it, the price of Genie that, Plus will go up eventually. I wonder if that will become like the Hopper Pass was, you know, like that additional thing that seems cool.、Mm. Oh, in terms of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you could pay this extra money, and it sounds like, oh yeah, I have hot parks. But I got to be honest, I don't think it's a great thing to do. It, hot parks. I think it's very circumstantial. You well, know? I'm yeah, sure. I should say that. Yeah. If you're there for two days. Exactly, and it's just two adults. It makes a ton of sense. Shout out to Social Work Scrapbook. Lauren Gutierrez is awesome. She's、um, who I aspire to be as a as a social worker. But、um, I believe the first trip they made use of that, and I did it in a really beautiful way. I think they did it was like three days. Yeah. But yeah, they like got up really early. And they had a hotel. Did till like twelve. They stayed at the Contemporary. Right. So right on that- site. Did till twelve or one. Broke, relaxed for five hours, and then went and did like Animal、yeah. Kingdom for five, four or five hours. And that cuts your transit time. So it does make sense too when you can when you're closer to your hotel. There's less of a, a、uh, you're losing less time in transit. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, if you can stay like that, that's pretty cool. All right.、Uh, so so far we've done three, and now we're going to do the fourth. Okay. Here it is. And I should say I wrote this one last week before the moratorium on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser like content has come out.、Uh, so here, here's the headline: Star Wars fans and social media love the new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser promotional material. This is last week, as、yeah. of last week. I think it was still no, right? Because we there wasn't any. It hadn't started last week. Is that correct? 
That's right. The the recent stuff that we watched last night. Hadn't had, started yet. So yeah. I'm going to say that's false. I'm going to say people were still Yeah, this movies. is false. <laughs> so all of the headlines were false this week. And yeah. this one was definitely... So they did release more material. And in my opinion, it was quite good. Okay. So last week, they actually sent out another commercial. And it was produced just about as well as that first one. And uh, it was... They were actually talking... Ah, it was about the story the story elements of it and you know the comic books that are coming out and the the visuals that they showed from inside the star cruiser were much better you saw some really good theming and but people still complained they're talking about how much story work went into it what do you think some of the complaining headlines were Uh, probably like inaccuracy of yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh, lack of like I feel like right there would be things that true Star Wars fans would say wait a minute well, here's here's what happened. So that's not right. The, the, they they got the Imagineer and and some of the, one of the per- people involved with you know uh, the architects of the backstory in, st- in the Star Wars universe, talking about you know how rich the story is going to be here. And then one website saying like, well, you're going to have to do homework before you go on the Star Cruiser. It's like, no, no it, that's yeah. not how Disney works. You know, right. it's like there's this. And then that same mm. website, because they're also they dialed back the terminology. So. Oh. Uh, you wear a data. They were saying you wear a data band right. on the Star Cruiser. Your magic band is a data band, and they switched that terminology around based on guest feedback. So they're calling it a magic band, so not to confuse people. And Wait, why can't they? Call- but it's a themed thing. It I looks know. just like a magic band. I know, <laughs> but they did for whatever reason. They changed oh, it on the website. Nah, I disagree. I disagree with it too. <laughs> but whatever, right? Um, but they changed it on the website. It's a magic band. It's a magic band. We're not going to call them data bands. And that same website is like Disney already reducing level of immersion. So the same outlet is both criticizing them for being too immersive with the amount of story you have to do and not immersive enough by changing some of the terminology. Sounds like people. Yeah, it's just like, let's just be negative about a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people that you're never going to make happy. And they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, I think it's the I news just... outlet. They know they get clicks, more clicks for negative sure, tinged true. things, you know? Yeah. You can check out episodes 14 and 15 for more Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser content. But it also mm-hmm. expect in the coming weeks we're going to be talking about this a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. We can talk. Uh, so that was four. And that was highly suspect headlines. Great job, Autumn. Three you did out of very four. good. We watched a little bit about um, of those uh, previews last night. Oh, they were. That's what I was saying. I felt like when I woke up, I was like, "What was I?" Yeah. Like I felt like I was reading a book, you know. And I'm like, "Oh no, I was watching." It was. I mean, it was that. That is, I think, a level of immersion that hasn't. Yeah. It that was, like when you in your head think about like I don't know being taken to a wild place or if you're someone that hasn't been to Disney and you're like what is like this is yeah everyone so I won't do any spoilers and I won't say much but it looked really good like you were in a play and you could see in everyone's faces from the actors to the participants Mm -hmm. they were there were moments where they were really in it they believed it yes they believed it so you know Disney did a really good job looks like so far so far beautiful so now it's time for A Stumps J, and it is the second to last day of Black History Month. And I know it's been two weeks. I think we talked, I, I gave a little bit of, a little bit of trivia um, last time. So A Stumps J is where I try to uh, stump <laughs> Justin with trivia related to which anything. Which you haven't been able to yet. Actually sure. a perfect record, which is surprising. Uh-huh. Listeners don't believe him. And so sometimes, so I typically do 
you know, like kind of straightforward trivia, but every once in a while I mix it up and kind of uh, provide the trivia in a different format. So today I'm going to do that, and um, the trivia is going to be all about the Proud family. Ooh. So all you millennials out there, I'm sure a lot of you um, too might also have little ones and grew up with this. And I just, the nostalgia and the feelings, I love the Proud families and they have the Proud Family Louder and Prouder, which just aired February 23rd. And I'm just enjoying it. I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. And so we're going to do a Proud Family quiz. I'm going to ask Justin um, trivia based on the Proud Family. We're going to complete this quiz. Are you ready, Justin? I'm ready. Let's go. The name of the quiz is, Do You Remember the Proud Family as Well as You Think You Do? Oh, no. I don't know if Justin ever watched the Proud Family before me. No. No, I didn't. I I didn't know about it. I will also say, so um, here's a personal, intimate piece of our relationship. Justin is seven years older than me. So when it comes to some, like some things were obviously like we're both still in the same generation, but there are seven years in terms of like what you watch as a kid is a big difference. Mm -hmm. So you were like 18. So he was not watching the family. And I was... 10, yeah. maybe 11. I think we both watched Hey yeah. Arnold, though. I think we have some yeah, overlap. Yeah, we, no, we had a lot of some Nickelodeon, yeah, all, the, all that. But yeah, this is like the, your interests, maybe partially, yeah, you just, you missed the boat on this. But it was great. And you'll get to watch it now with our little girl. That's right. All right, so. I've, I've, I've seen a good amount of it. You ha- yeah, you watched have, a bunch true. of the, the original series. That's true. So what year did The Proud Family first premiere? 2002. Oh, it's multiple choice? Yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2001. Oh, not so easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 2002. 2002 is incorrect. It was actually 2001, September 15th, 2001. Oh, man. What was Penny Proud's full name? Penny Hardaway Proud, Penelope Oscar Proud, Penny Trudy Proud or Penelope Marie Proud? I know Trudy would be after her mother. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think you get that. Trudy! <laughs> yeah, Trudy! But I think because it's a cartoon, it might be the silliest one, which is Penelope Oscar. So I'm going to go with Penelope Oscar. Incorrect. It's actually Penelope Marie. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. That was a good. That's good, though. All right, next one. What was the name of Sugar Mama's dog? And some of you might be oh. like, who the heck is Sugar Mama? Sugar Mama is the name for um, her grandmother, her father's mother, who lives with them. Is it Puff, Poppy, Sugar Junior, or Fluffy? Oh, man. I'm going to say Fluffy. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, come on. It's Puff. Puff. Come on, Puff. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember her talking about her dog. Big okay. old Puff. So far, three for three. Let's keep me coming. I'm doing great. What was Trudy's profession? Trudy. Fashion right. designer? I know that. Chef? Okay. Dentist? Vet. All right. So I know, like, the joke is that, you know, dad is, he makes bad food, basically. He's like a <laughs> snack creator, and they're always bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that she's the breadwinner because he's just not a very successful entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, so she's going to have to make some decent money. But all those, you can make pretty decent money. Could you read them again? Fashion designer? Uh, no. Chef? Maybe. Dentist? Possibly. Vet? I'm going to go dentist. Mmm, you're correct. Dentist, and then it's That's vet? Close. It's vet. Veterinarian. Yeah. yeah. And they kept, it's interesting, so in the new, I won't say too much, so she's She's still in that line of work, but uh-huh. it's a little different, which is cool. All right. Where did the Proud family live? 
Wizville, California, <laughs> Los Angeles, California, Atlanta, Georgia, or Kellytown, California. Okay, so honest, the, Wiz, the Wiz and Kelly are both like characters in the show that are kind of like, I think Kelly is the Wiz. Or I'm not, it's Wizard Kelly. Yeah, Wizard Kelly. And he's like the big guy, right? He's like, but he's, he's like the man. I, he's the man. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's the, ta- the actual town isn't named after him. There are many things within the town that are named after him, but I don't think the town is. So I'm going to say Atlanta. Oh, it's actually Wizville, California. I was 100% correct, incorrect about that. Wow. Yeah, no, I would have gone with Atlanta. Him. I didn't know that either. What was the name of Oscar's business? Snacks by Oscar, Wizard Kelly Theater, Get Up and Go Bars, Proud Snacks. Proud Snacks. That one's good. That's Easy. Right. Yeah, Proud That's Snacks. Right. It was good because they put Get Up and Go Bars, which is a something that is, is that in the storyline. Yeah. It's in the storyline, but it's not the name of the business. What was the name of the trio who were known for always stealing? Oh. Let's that... see if you remember this without yeah, giving me the names. I know they're Ashy. Is it the Ashy sisters or something like that? <laughs> no. It's something. Because like, remember, I remember you're like, I didn't realize they were Ashy. Yeah, because they're kind of gray. Yeah. yeah, they're blue. Blue. Blue yeah. boom. Uh, go ahead, give me the... Yep, Three Musketeers. No. The Thieves. No. The SWS Sisters Who Steal. The Gross Sisters. The Gross Sisters. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Not very nice. <laughs> Who is Penny's best friend? La Cienega Boulevardes. No. Dijon A. It's Dijon A. Zoe and Sticky. It's Dijon A. Except that one episode where they had a falling out. <laughs> You really paid attention. Yeah. I'm really and it surprised. Was good. I liked it because they didn't patch it up 100% by the end. And that's good. She's still kind of who right. she is. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so, I'm really proud. That just makes you. You don't often see like an honest portrayal of friendship dynamics in a cartoon. And that, the, the way that ended is like, yeah, you know, this is who you are and I don't like it. Yeah. The yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What were the names of Penny's twin siblings? Max and Ruby. Sir and Rumi. Nickel and Dime, Baby and Cece. Baby and Cece. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. What show did Penny's group LPDZ perform on? Hip Hop Helicopter, 106 in Park, MTV TRL, or Soul Train? Soul Train? I like. I know it's like timeline-wise it's not there, but mm-hmm. I, wasn't there a Soul Train episode? I don't think so. Oh. But we can go with it. <laughs> it's, oh, see, I thought it was 106, but Hip Hop Helicopter. Okay. All right, we got two more. All right. What was Sugar Mama's real name? Sugar Proud, Oscara Proud, Jill Marie Proud, Alice J Proud. That's a good one. I'm gonna go Sugar Proud. <laughs> it's, it's a real name. Well, why else would she be called Sugar Mama? It's Alice. Uh-huh. Alice J Proud. Look at there she is in all her. Go Sugar Mama. Get yeah. down. Who was the voice of Penny's Uncle Bobby? Remember Uncle Bobby is this. like this funk. Cedric the Entertainer. Yes. Ding ding ding. All right, so you scored better than 24% of other quiz takers. That's you got below s- average. <laughs> you did, but, but, but above some. Uh, so you, <laughs> you got 6 out of 12 correct. I'd like your to proud see family it. skills need a little work. Right. There's your little gift. Right. <laughs> so, Adam, right. why do you like the proud family? I just, I think it was the first, it was definitely the first time being like a preteen girl, like I said, I was 11 or 12 in 2001, mm-hmm. that I just saw a girl in a family that I, and I, I didn't have the words at that time, but what it was, was I saw that there was a relation to me. And at before 2001 on television, yeah, there really wasn't, 
that, that didn't exist, especially in like an animated yeah. with a young girl. You know, like there yeah. was the Cosby Show, there was the Fresh Pins at that time, yeah. um, which were awesome. But but it was really like a girl my age with a family and culture that represented mine. That yeah. was the first. That was. Yeah. And there still really hasn't been many from that, um, yeah. and so I just yeah. It's a good. Sh- I think I think people should check it out. Like it's a silly cartoon for kids. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, they probably. It's a good uh, cartoon. Yeah, but it's a good <laughs> cartoon. There's it's it's funny. Like I laugh at it. I watch it. You know, it's in the background. Yeah. Um, and I look up and laugh all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Check Apparently, it out. you were really paying attention. I'm guys. I'm shocked at how much I you know. retained. I got ten out of ten. That was crazy. <laughs> I don't think anyone expected that. Except me, because I, I don't make mistakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for that, Autumn. You're welcome. All right, you ready to do Happy some- Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. And stay tuned for more in terms of updates that Disney is doing in regards to like equity and diversity on yeah. their Reimagine Tomorrow page. Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to some of our old episodes, you know this isn't something that we just talk about in February. Yes. But uh, I like that we celebrated it. Yes. Uh, all right, we got a little bit of mailbag here. Oh. You ready for some mailbag? I am. We actually have an Apple podcast review. Another, another one? Another one, yeah. Another one. <laughs> Can we? You need to edit that in. You need to find that clip. Is another that... one. That's a... Oh, who is that? Um, DJ Khaled. Oh, goes, another okay. one. You have to put that in. We need we need a mixer with some sound effects. I think that would improve <laughs> the show a great deal. More sound effects. All right, here it is. Uh, the name of the podcast review is Great Podcast. Justin and Autumn are great. Oh. Have to admit, I love the headlines and play along driving. Can I just say here, I think it takes takes a big man to admit that we have a great podcast. So I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> have to admit, I love the headlines and play along driving. Wonderful podcast. So easy to listen to. Love That's probably mostly you. The, the easy to listen to part. <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> love the banter and all the information. I'm a fan. Keep up the great work, you guys. Heart emoji. Who who does that? So this came from T Shaw. T Shaw. So T Shaw actually um, has a podcast of his own. He just started. You haven't had an opportunity to listen to it yet, but I think you're gonna like it. And I think everyone who listens to the Easy Does a podcast might like it too. It's actually the Big Cheese and Little Swiss, which is his six year old son, and they they just talk about Disney World. Oh my gosh, I had yeah. no idea. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and review, though. That yes, means thank you for really listening and review. We really appreciate it. And I think anyone here uh, who, you know, who's interested in hearing kids' opinions on Disney World and, and like the kid-adult interaction, which I find very interesting, mm-hmm. I think this is a great podcast to listen to. It was a lot of fun. They play games and stuff. Uh, it was it was very fun to listen to, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of it. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll link it. It's the um, the Cheesy Mouse podcast. Oh. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, yeah. Well, I want to. We'll, um, I'm definitely going to listen to that today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Tommy. Thanks for the review. That was really nice. All right, that ties up news, trivia, and mailbag. We'll be right back with our Genie Plus discussion. We're going to break down these lightning lanes. Uh, finally, going to talk about some strategy. There's been some data that have been able to be collected by different outlets. I've put it all together, and I'm going to try and give you a, uh, a concise and effective overview and help you make some decisions for your family, whether uh, the lightning lanes are something that you're going to want to utilize. That's helpful. I'm excited. Another one. So I know how excited you are about Genie Plus, and that's why I, I invited you here today. Mm. 
<laughs> you love it. You since this whole Genie Plus came out, you're like, oh, thank gosh, I love this way this sounds. You're funny. So, <laughs> so that's why you're here today because I might be a little negative, and you're going to be my positive hype man on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I have a feeling it's going to go the opposite. <laughs> Just to be to be clear, I uh, I've not been a fan of Genie Plus. Well, here we go. Let's talk about it. So we're, we're, we're actually going to talk about what a lightning lane is. So a lightning lane is, it's a, there's two lines to get on a ride. There's your standby line, regular, takes a while. And then there's your lightning lane in which you like, you shoot down it like a bolt of lightning. It's so fast. Which was formerly like what a fast pass would be. It used to be right? called the fast pass line. Yeah. It's not really a new concept. Right. It's a skip the line type situation. They've already had that. Yep. yep. Exactly. And it actually, it doesn't skip the entire line. There's still some weight. It's not, you're usually not walking right on. And we'll talk a bit about that later. But um, it is supposed to be much shorter than a standby line. So yeah, there's two ways to get in this lightning lane. One is you can purchase Genie Plus at Disney World. It's a uh, $15.98 a day because there's actually tax on it. It's not $15. It's $15.98. That's at Disney World. At uh, Disneyland, it's $20 plus tax. But that actually gets you access to... That's like, a big difference. Gets you access to PhotoPass as well. So it's oh. different. Huh. It's, it's, it's probably a better deal over there, honestly. Possibly. All right, so Genie Plus gives you access to 17 lightning lanes at Magic Kingdom, 9 lightning lanes at Epcot, 12 lightning lanes at Hollywood Studios, and 8 at Animal Kingdom. So oh, wow. 17 at Magic Kingdom. That has the most by lot. far. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a lot of that's a lot of rides. Uh, the other way to get in these lightning lanes, some rides, two rides in each park, you have to pay extra to get in the lightning lanes. They're not included in that Genie Plus deal. Mm. And th- that can cost you $7 to $15 based on the ride and how busy the park is. We're not going to talk a ton about that today. Um, Are you with me so far? Yeah, my question is, so if you buy Genie Plus, there's still some rides you'd have to pay for even if you buy Genie Plus? Yes. If oh. it, it, well, And let's not say there's some rides you have to pay for, because that's not true. There's some lightning lanes you'd still have to pay for, right? Genie oh. Plus did, doesn't give you access to all the lightning lanes. Got it. There's two in each park where you would have to purchase those lightning lanes separately. You can still get in the standby line. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And actually, uh, starting just the other day, February 25th, and it's going until August 7th, so this is a temporary situation, three of those individual Lightning Lane selections, people are calling them fancy rides, which I like. It's much better than individual Lightning Lane selection. It's terrible. Uh, Fancy rides. So there's three fancy rides that used to have to pay extra for the Lightning Lanes. They're actually going to be included in Disney+. Plus. I'm sorry. I'm going to do that a lot in Genie+. Plus. Would you like to know what they are? Yes. All right. So Frozen Ever After. When I saw that, oh. I'm like, wait, you had to pay extra for that lane? <laughs> but hey, you know, yeah. well, it can get long. Okay. Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. And Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm, that's probably, that's new. So that's still it's new. a long line. Well, you, the uh, capacity on the ride is awesome, though. So the lines aren't usually that bad for that. The So, but yeah, no, it's, uh, so those three is are. Is Haunted Mansion on for uh, Magic Kingdom? Yes, that is one of the that is one of the Genie Plus lightning oh, okay. lanes. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I think it's a capacity move. You know, uh, I think they're concerned about availability filling up. Uh, a reduced. I think they're concerned about availability uh, for the Genie Plus lines. Uh, and so they're moving some of those individual lightning lanes over to Genie Plus to kind of soak up some of those people who are buying the Genie Plus. Cool. Okay. 
yeah, it's actually that move works out for the guests. Mm. That move works out for the guests. All right, so you're with me so far? Yeah, that's right, great. Because this is complicated, so if, just stop me if you... So far, I think I got it. All right, cool. Disney's expensive. <laughs> and it just got 15 bucks more. <laughs> Plus some. <laughs> All right, so Genie Plus, how does it work? Great question. So you can book your first... Well, okay, I'll say you, you book these rides inside the My Disney Experience app. So it's all within there. So right. you got to look at your phone. That's the hub. Yeah. You can't book them ahead of time like you could with the Fast Pass. You have to do it day of. Mm. And you can start at 7 a.m. Now the, I feel like that's late. Why do you think that's late? I, isn't there a lot of people up? A lot of people little kids. A mm. lot of people trying to start the day early. I mean, you could sure. be trying to rope job already in line at 7 a.m. That's yeah. late. That's, that's true. Late. That's, I was thinking like five or six, so that way, like there was, even if you weren't an early person, it was like, okay, I'm going to get up early so that I can... You Wait, did you just say you want people day. who don't like getting up early to get up early on their vacations? <laughs> I, was, I was saying it was giving them the opportunity to do so, to, to get up early. No, no, no. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do something you don't like doing. <laughs> Which and I'm going to charge you $15 for it. No, <laughs> I'm not saying, like, I just like, I just feel like seven is... Uh, it's late. late. You so many people. It to it's going to be hard to be. I feel like to so get on. Is it is it late though? If you don't want to be up at seven a.m. on vacation? No, it's early. That's then me. It's early. I don't want to be up at seven a.m. ever. That's okay. So here's the thing: you can book reservations at seven a.m. You can start booking at seven a.m. But the parks don't open until you know when the parks open. That varies throughout the season. Um, it could be eight. It could be nine. You know, or Epcot opens at ten a lot of the time. So how about how many? And you have as many as like how many are you allowed per park so, like, so you can book it one at a time and it is unlimited oh it's unlimited but it's only one at a time and you can't do re-rides so you can't book like haunted mansion twice wait a minute so you, can, you have to wake up early to only book one ride at, at that a time. time yeah and then when can you do the next one once you do the first ride love that question yes there's two there's two you can either book your next one after you've tapped into the turnstile so the rides at disney world have you know turnstiles where you, you tap in your band or your ticket I like it. and after that you can book your next one now if you book one for later in the day you can book another one after two hours. It's the two-hour rule. Okay. Okay? So if I book... The, the thing is, though, that two-hour rule doesn't start until the park opens. So here's the example. We wake up at 7 a.m. I book Slinky Dog Dash. Mm-hmm. I don't get a slot until like 5 p.m. at night, right? I can book my next one two hours after park opens. So if park opens at 9, then I can book my next one at 11 a.m. Sure. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. No, that's what, that's what I was thinking. I thought I was waiting for more of a caveat there. No. no. Okay. No. I mean, sense. I'm sure there's a caveat somewhere in there, but <laughs> that um, I'm missing. So either two hours, and you can only do one at a time. So you have to wake up early to only I mean, kind of get a lightning You don't have to wake up early. Like, you don't, you have, don't to have to wake up at 7 a.m. No, you could do it at 10, exactly. but there's probably going to be you know, Let's, less you're going to have to give what they take, and depending on like what your day looks like, maybe you're not in the park. Yeah. I don't like it. Let's talk about that. No, let's talk about that. Because you don't get to choose the time of your return. Right. You have to pick the next available, right? So let's do, let's just imagine. I'm going to throw some fake numbers out there. Right. Space Mountain. It has a set number of lightning lanes per hour. Right. So say Space Mountain has 100, right? Between uh, when it opens at 9 and 10 a.m. There's 100 lightning lanes from that 9 to 10 window. Sure. As soon as those get booked, they start filling the 10 o'clock to 11 window. 
and say that has 102. Right. And once those hundreds book, then it's going to go to the 11, the 12. Yes. So the more popular rides, they're going to book up quicker, right? Yeah. So your return times are going to be later in the day for those. Right. Does that make sense? And it just messes up. Again, I feel like <laughs> the part... It, there's a lot, and I feel like we talk a lot about going to Disney with family uh-huh. and family with kids. Yeah. In which case, like having an outline of like how long you're going to be at the park or when someone's going to need to go back, which is yeah. it's a lot. Oh, you know, you're saying with day. I think so you're that comparing like messes it to the, up to the fast pass where you'd know exactly when you had to be in the park. Yeah, when well, yeah. you could plan around that. Like we have a two-year-old that has like. You know, we are planning to kind of like duck out by 11 because she's going to be exhausted because we will have been in line since mm-hmm. 7 a.m., mm-hmm. right? And then maybe they're right, but probably it's, there's a chance we won't get into a lightning lane until like when we're planning. Yeah. <laughs> when our toddler like needs to break from the park. Sure. I All right. So I, I, you know I, what I mean? It's that's just yeah. tough to plan. Like, and when you're going with family and a lot of people, I feel like it's just, it's setting you up for basically like you just have to be ready whenever they're going to give you a time slot. Yes and no. Because it's you'll there's multiple rides with multiple available time slots, so you have the control to pick which ride you want to do next. It's yeah. not like Disney gives you a time and you have to be there. You can pick, oh, I want to do Space Mountain at 5 p.m. or I want to do, you know, the teacups at 11 a.m. Sure. You know, you have that choice, so you can plan. It's not like foisted upon you, uh, and you can always just go in the standbys too. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like if we're like we are like we try to be out of the park by 11 o'clock. Because everyone's coming in, then it's hot. You know, no need yeah. to be there. So, but so that wipes out the like hours. So even if we get on at seven, there's still a chance we couldn't. Whatever lightning lane, right? Um, there's so many people on. Let's talk at about seven. That. that like we could get one at two or three o'clock, and we're yes. like, you know what? That's probably not going to work for us. But but that could be fine. And let's talk about that because now there are some strategies around that. That could actually be preferable. So. Some rides fill up really quick, namely Slinky Dog Dash. This is one where you actually have to be up at seven. If you want to get a lightning lane for Slinky Dog Dash, you need to be up I'm at seven. I'm done with this ride because of that. You need that. Oh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Is Darwin done for, with this ride, or is that the one ride she wants to ride in Disney World more than Well, else? we don't know. I, she loves the idea of the ride. I don't yeah. know how much she's going to... This girl has seen like, that YouTube video a hundred times easy. No she, no, she does love it, but I'm just saying like being on that is going to be different. That's going to be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> but she's still kind of when you give her when she's like on your knees, yeah. And like Justin, like they'll have the they'll be playing the video yeah. and Justin. I will move like her simulate. around trying to sync it with the video. She enjoy, she's enjoying it, but she goes, oh, yeah, and she like does. her eyes kind of. She's go. got some time. She's got a year, year she's and a half. Still, like, she she's just turned two. She's yeah. still a baby. She's got a year and a half, um, and maybe longer if she's not. She might not even be tall enough for the ride when we go. Oh, she'll be tall enough. This this child's tall. Okay, let's hope. <laughs> Thirty six inches. All right. She might be there. too. She might be there. Uh, all, all right. right. So Continue to persuade me on why this doesn't... Gorge. Well, <laughs> that's not my job, ma'am. My job is just to give you the facts and for you to decide <laughs> if it's right for your family or not. So let's talk about that. Let's okay. talk about how we could use this fact of these later return times in our favor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to talk about two different strategies. This first strategy is the stacking strategy. And this is going to take advantage of the fact that popular rides book up quick and you're going to get later return times. Mm-hmm. So what the plan is here with stacking strategy, you're going you're, you're to book your most popular rides first early in the morning. Yeah. The ones that 
for later return times. And this works pretty good if you're going to do park hopping. So if you were to do, especially if you're doing like Hollywood Studios for the second park, right? you could go somewhere. I think like my ideal one would be like Magic Kingdom, right? And we're going to rope drop Magic Kingdom. And I'm going to try and knock out some of those high wait time rides in the morning. And all this time, I'm going to do Slinky Dog Dash. I'm going to get a lightning lane for Tower of Terror. I'm going to get a lightning lane for... At night. Rock and roller coaster for later in the day. Yeah. And this would be me because these are rides that I like riding. Mm. So that might make sense for me, you know? Um, and in the morning, I'm rope dropping, you know, Space Mountain if I can or Thunder Mountain, Splash mm-hmm. Mountain. And then stack... So when I come back in, in the evening, I'm walking... I have like four or five lightning lanes ready for me. And I'm just floating around like the Prince of Hollywood Hopefully. Studios. No, yeah. I mean, I, ideally, I get it. Then it's like, oh, you could, you would just go with ones that are later in the day. But yeah. I imagine that, right, there's a lot of times you might, that just might not be how the luck works out. <laughs> well, maybe there you won't have be. to kind of engineer it. So, I mean, it, like I said, they, they do fill up. And you don't get to pick the time, but they fill up in a predictable way. They fill up hour after hour. I also have another question. Magic Kingdom is typically like the park, particularly, everybody loves Magic Kingdom, but particularly for the younger kids. Like the other parks, not as uh, friendly for kids, I'm going to say under six. Sure. With that, is it better to schedule rides or even attend Magic Kingdom at night than it is during the day? Unless you really are like right at rope drop. Like it just seems like any time from open till most of the day, Magic Kingdom is so... Yeah, Magic Kingdom's always busy. You know, it's the busiest, it's a very busy park. And but is it depending. less busy at night? Yes. It's less busy in the morning and it's less busy at night. Mm-hmm. The peak time is the way I would look at it. 11, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. is the busiest time. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that is less busy and after that is less busy. Mm-hmm. And it'll depend what time of the year and season. I mean, like, less busy during Christmas is not... I mean, your capacity all day long, you know? That. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, before and after peak is, is, is going to be less busy. But, so Genie Plus is going to be more valuable when, you, uh, when you're attending during peak, right? Because of that. Oh, sh- right. You're really going to want it. If you're the family that wants to get there at 10 after a nice breakfast, Genie Plus is a little bit better for you. For, you know, oh, admit, yeah, okay. For well, sure. Been, I'm going to recommend, though, if you're a family to not get there at 10 o'clock. It's- but but you can make that recommendation for us because we have no problem getting up. But if your family, would you rather be there I'm at? Saying it's at ba- maybe if you don't really love. I'm just saying maybe the heat and a bunch of people don't bother you that much. Yeah. But it's just a tough like. Every, I mean, you are like at times can't move like at ten o'clock, ten a.m. There. It can it's just be super busy. But that maybe that's your jam, and you no, really hate true. waking up in early in the morning, yes, and you sure. don't mind a lot of people and hot. Yeah. You know that. I realized I'm pushing. <laughs> values. Like, Gorge. No, it's cool and it's Disney World, so there's gonna be a lot of people. But I'm just like I wouldn't. I would still generally say if you're like for for navigating comfortably, mm-hmm. it would probably. I would still suggest to get there yeah. earlier. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have some recommendations at the end too. Like I, I don't disagree with you. For for us personally, I think that you know that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'll always rope drop. I will, but I understand that most people don't rope drop, and that's why rope dropping is effective. Is because most people don't want to get up that most early, and that's what Genie Plus is for. Really, I think it's for people who don't want to get there really early and maybe can't stay there really late. Have to be there in the middle of the day, and want to not and wait in less time. Yeah, I get that, and that's really what I would have done too if I didn't have. Uh, I wasn't married to it, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> when I went to Disney, cause I'm like, oh, who wants to like? First of all, you're, you want to be there all night. 
doing a lot of walking. Your body's exhausted, and it's sure. like, oh, you have to wake up early. And I was like, I like laughed at Justin. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That does not sound like vacation. So to does me. does stacking strategy make sense to you, though? It makes sense. You I ride, still don't love it, but it makes sense. You you save your this method is you save your lightning lanes for later in the day, so you can kind of just have fun later later in the day where you can ride back-to-back lightning lanes. The benefit of that is going to be, or I guess the the, the optimization is going to be doing the ones that you want lightning lane later. And saving a lot of time. Early in yeah, day. saving a lot of time, honestly, in line. Maybe riding more than you would have been able to without it. Mm-hmm. How many rides do you think you could you can get on like without waiting when you actually rope drop? I think that's helpful information. That, yeah, that number is it's so too hard. It's too hard. Yeah, there's a million Depends factors on the park, combined. How fast you're walking. How many times your party has to pee. It's really How early impossible. they let you into the park, which differs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I would... I, yeah, that requires computer modeling, which I'm not prepared for this evening. <laughs> but, okay, so I that's the stacking... <laughs> that's the stacking strategy. Okay. Follow the stacking strategy. Got it. That, you know, we're going to do the high... Um, popularity rides and we're going to get them later in the day the other strategy is the back-to-back strategy so this is now understanding i said those popular rides are going to have distant time windows the back-to-back strategy is you're going to pick more less popular rides that have closer time windows so you don't have to wait two hours to get the next one so you go in and you get one for i don't know jungle cruise you hop on it you use it you book another one and this way you, you can maximize the number of lightning lanes that you get. Got it. So this is really what I'm picking up on is what Justin is talking about is like the way to optimize Genie Plus so that it doesn't stink so bad. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, like the, this is how the system works. Yeah. And this is the way to, to use it, right? Or to, right. to plan your day with it so that you get right to get up the quantity of rides in as well as quality of rides sure sure and so and back-to-back strategy is going to be more about quantity yes than quality quality's later day you're it might feel good because you're getting in a lot of d- lightning lanes right and you might be able to say i got in eight lightning lanes at magic kingdom you know that's nice but there's two reasons why i actually don't love this strategy while you get more lightning lanes we know that the time savings for rides with immediate availability mm-hmm. is actually pretty low so yeah, you got in the lightning lane on Haunted Mansion, but you actually saved 20 minutes. Whereas if you got that Slinky Dog Dash, you're saving 65 minutes on average. Right. If it's a lower, if, if it's a, a less frequented ride, then the amount that you're saving is not as much. Exactly. Exactly. So they basically say, you know, and I'm using information here from Disney Tourist Blog and Touring Plants Blog. Um, and I'll link those in the show notes. I, I'll say really quickly here, I haven't actually used these systems. But I actually, I mean, Autumn, you've given birth how many times? Once. Once. And, but how long have you been a doula and an evidence-based birth instructor? Yeah. Is it? Ten years doing birth work. So it's not necessary, I think, to have firsthand experience in order to do analysis and provide information. No. That's my... I was doing um, parent training five years before I had a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, am I a better parent trainer now? Maybe, I don't know. But uh, the, the information I'm using here is based on data collected by these organizations. Um, I find it reputable, especially touring plans. Like, they're, they're data scientists. Yeah, no, I think, and again, I mean, data's hard, you know, it's not, it, it's data, so it's yeah. Just, yeah. it just is. Now, how that plays out for people based on value, yes. right? Like, that's where you have variance. And, and when we talk but, about numbers, too, these are all averages. You know, they're going to vary based on 
the low, low attendance days and high attendance days, what time of the day you're there. But when I'm making decisions without that information, I use averages because you say, you know, on average, this is uh, going to be a beneficial decision. All right. So where were we here? Back to back strategy. So yeah, I don't like the fact that um, if you tr just try and get a bunch of lightning lanes, you might, your overall time savings might actually be lower. The other piece I don't like about back-to-back -back lightning lanes is you're going to spend a lot of time interacting with your phone. Yeah, it's constant, it yeah. you, and you can have to book one at a time. Yeah, that's the part about this. I think I when briefly I, yeah, I was like, I don't like that. You're yeah. really in your phone. Like I knew we had our phone out, and we did. We I but did it didn't do. ever feel like honestly. I felt like I, may, I maybe I because well, I took care time, of it. My eyes were like, but yeah, but I didn't feel like like I get down on you. I'll be like Justin, you've been on your phone yeah. all day. I don't like have any. So I, I feel I like you checked you, it you when we went to, away. Like when we went to Magic Kingdom, the strategy we used was early fast passes and then book the rest. So I was on my phone a lot in Magic Kingdom. It, I mean, it was fine. We rode a lot of rides. I still had fun, but I was on my phone a lot. Okay. Uh, Compared to the other parks, you're on your phone. Yeah, in Magic Kingdom. definitely. Because in the other parks, it wasn't that that strategy of getting the early lanes and then booking later in the afternoon wasn't as uh, easy to do. So yeah, you're going to be interacting with your phone a little bit more. And then also you might actually be walking back and forth more. Because if you're picking, trying to find the one, if you're trying to find the lightning lane with the closest booking window, you might end up walking back and forth across the park across to get the there. Park. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I like thinking about like, not that like, oh, it's walking, it's good. I don't mind doing that every once in a while. But if you're really like one end to another end, mm -hmm. that's a lot. <laughs> so we have so that's the back-to-back -back strategy so I mean obviously I think you know my preference if I were to use Genie Plus would to be the stacking strategy I think that's most effective but if I had a single day pass and I really wanted to do Genie Plus and I was riding a lot of those fantasy land rides and I didn't mm -hmm. intend to do the long wait rides like Space Mountain and I, like I say it was maybe our, our situation me you you know Darwin and, and your father and we were going to do a lot of fantasy lane rides. We might, you know, back to back might not be the worst way to go. Yeah, with a little kid too. I mean, right? It's just expediency. Waiting in lines is tough. Yeah, yeah. And in that way, value wise, right? Like, okay, maybe technically I'm losing time, but it's not necessarily going to feel like that. You know, like you're just going to be like, oh, this is great. I got to go on a ride I loved. I got to go on the next ride I loved. So yeah, it's very relative. So here's some. Here are my Genie Plus takeaways. Once again, this is derived from the information on. Um, touring plans blog and uh, Disney tourist and uh, the reading and my own kind of analysis and assessment of this data number one uh, they're usually more valuable when parks are busier now that I mean that's gonna push your availabilities back you know but in general more valuable when the parks are busier Makes sense. Uh, more valuable during the peak hours of 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm. you know uh, if this is the time where the lines are longest. So this is the time where the differential between standby and lightning lane is going to be the greatest. Does that make sense? So yeah, I know. Something to think about too. If you're a family that's listening and you're like a rope drop family, I mean, I'm recalling at least at Magic Kingdom because we did two days. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say solidly three rides. We were rope dropped. We just went on mm -hmm. three busy rides. So so to factor that in, if you're also trying to manage costs, like if you're rope droppers and you can ride yeah. three rides that maybe if you were someone that didn't rope drop, it would benefit to do Genie Plus. Maybe you don't need it. Yeah. So here's the thing about rope drop. No, we'll talk about that later. Let's put this, this, okay. this theme. You've brought that up a couple times that rope dropping is better than Genie Plus. That's kind of my extent. thesis statement 
but yeah, I no, didn't know you, that. see, you, I think we're, uh, well, you know, me. figuring it out. Well, yeah. I'm listening, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Disney's thrown some sand in those gears, unfortunately. Of course. So it's usually, it's, it's going to be more valuable at Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios because these have the rot. Yes. Hollywood Studios because it has rides where the differential is huge. Right now. Slinky yeah. Dog Dash is the biggest. Like on average, you're going to save 65 minutes in a lightning lane for Slinky Dog Dash. An hour. Yeah. Just on that. Yeah, I don't line. think I'd buy, I definitely wouldn't do Slinky Dog without a uh, lightning lane. Yeah. I don't have that much of a desire to go on. Yeah, or being able to rope drop it, you know? I wouldn't want to wait in that line just because it could be a two-hour line. And it's consistent throughout the day. There aren't dips like other it's rides. Safe. It's just consistent from the morning to almost that night. That that line is usually the, the longest way. It's a, it's a great ride. Uh, Holly Studios is going to be more valuable. Magic Kingdom is also valuable, but it has more to do with the fact that there are tons of rides. There's 17, like we said there, so you have more selection with that. Right, that's going to spread it out. Uh, it's usually not worth it at Epcot. Uh, when you when you are moving, when you are making those selections, you're going to end up walking a ton, especially the way it's set up right now. There's, the whole middle of Future World is a construction zone, so that well, increases then, walking. And right, and half of the park, which I love, is like around the world. You know what I mean? It's not like right. stereotypical rides. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so like if you're at Soren, you finish Soren, you're like, oh, I can get a Lightning Lane for. Uh, Frozen Ever After, because we said that's a Genie Plus lightning name now. It's like, okay, enjoy your 20-minute walk. It's a 20-minute, yeah. That's you know? Right. Yeah. So how much, so if you, yeah, I saved 20 minutes in line, but you had to walk 20 minutes to get there. Maybe just ride Living with the Land. It's a, you know? Yeah, I'm all about that low-key ride and walk in, in Epcot. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so those are like my key takeaways. So now the, the question I see the most online, and people always ask, is it worth it? Like, is Genie Plus worth it? And that's a great question, because... But it's such a complex answer. Yeah, there's not a it's not a black or white it's, because you're gonna also balance things um, like values and who's in your party yeah. along with just. It's a super numbers. complicated question, and I hate complicated questions. My favorite thing to do is take a complicated question and Simplified. give it a oversimplified answer. Sounds right. It's not gonna be a perfect answer, but it's gonna be an easier answer. We're gonna do it easy. Mm. We're gonna easy easy diz it here. Mm. So it, that is our podcast. Right. Right. That's what we do here. That's what we try to do. So I'm going to try and answer the question for us with this kind of formula that we have here. Okay. Uh, is, is it worth it? And for this example, we're not going to be rope dropping. We're a family that likes to show up, uh, I don't know, 9.30. Oh, early. So, so this is automated. But not super like, early. Uh, Pre-kid mode. Or, about yeah, in. Or, the, or this is Autumn and Justin with a three and a half year old that decides that she's not going to cooperate with us in the morning. <laughs> and and let's do it with your dad too. So our dad's because okay. yeah, that's going to be the trip in a year and a half. Four. That resembles more of like a typical family of four. Yeah. Gonna this, we're going to be a family of four. So step number one, figure out the cost of Genie Plus for your party. This one's easy. So that's going to be fifteen ninety eight each. That's uh, 64 bucks or sixty three ninety six, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say $64. Per day. Well, we're just going to do one day at a time. Okay. Because I don't recommend buying it for... You can buy, purchase this in advance for every day of your trip, uh, but I really don't recommend it. I just can't recommend it. It's not a good idea. Because, I mean, your Epcot day, you're basically... You're, you're not getting your value. So it's, I do think this is something you should purchase day of. And okay. if it means, you know, that extra five minutes in the morning of clicking those buttons, I think it's worth it to save yourself a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're still in Disney World, so... 
Okay. Yeah. Buttons at 5 a.m. It's just a nice thing to remember. All right, so we got our price. How much does it cost in Nelson? Remember? Sixty-five dollars. Round it up. <laughs> Round it up from sixty-three ninety-eight to sixty-five. <laughs> oh, okay, sixty-four. Listen, thanks, JPEG. Has... <laughs> Listen, That's how JPEG it's basically going to be sixty-five dollars tomorrow. We're going to blink, and the price is going to go up. So sixty-five. All right, sixty-five. I'll keep you ahead. <laughs> All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to check out this chart on Touring Plans, uh, Touring Plan blog, which I linked in the show notes. Um, and what it does is it lists your average time savings for um, the for the rides in Disney World that, that have access to this uh, Genie Plus. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick the park we're going to go to. And for this example, we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. And we're going to go down the list because it starts with the most time savings to the least. And we're going to pick the first four or five rides that we just really, really want to go on. Okay, let's do it. All right. And then we're going to add up the time savings. We're going to talk about So the first one... That, yeah, the first time, sa- the, the first most time savingest ride at Magic Kingdom. Peter Pan. You're right, Peter Pan. Uh, do we need to ride Peter Pan? Yes. Yeah, your dad needs to see that. Yep. Darwin needs to see that. You love that. If it was just that me, that queue is like one of the best queues. Ooh, that's oh, that's a wrinkle because Lightning Lane, we're not going to be able to see that queue. Oh. Yeah, it's a different queue. Is it a whole? Yeah. You oh, kinda... you know, I figured you went Mm-mm. through. I don't know. Okay. No. Right. So it's still. Still lightning lane no, this ride though? Yeah, no, I'd ride me on the ride. But because okay. we could ride it again at another time for the queue. Sure. Okay, so we, we but we have to do that one. Yeah, that okay. queue is pretty cool though. Uh next one, <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Is that a high that's a lot of people yeah. go on that? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you think? To do it? Yeah. Oh yeah. The it's a must do. And my dad are gonna like that. I'm glad you said that. Because I was gonna say there's no way I'm going to Disney World without riding the Jungle Cruise. Oh, it's cool. I'm just not I doing it. I don't love it, but it's cool. I don't even love it either, but I'm not going to Disney World without riding the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> you love it. It's no, I, like, I show up at the airport and they're like, oh, surprise refurbish on Jungle just Cruise. Just bought tickets early to see the Jungle Cruise. Everyone get back in the plane. No one's going to Disney. Disney World is canceled. <laughs> Calling work. Canceling my vacation. <laughs> no, okay. So yeah, Jungle Cruise has definitely happened. So we got two there. Okay. Uh, Splash Mountain. This one's tricky oh. for, our, for our party. This one's tricky. My dad will definitely do Splash Mountain. That was going to be you and my dad. Yeah, it would be us too. Wind probably going to be too short for it. Uh, and yeah. you're not feeling that drop. No. All right. I'm going to have to do it once it becomes Tiana, but I'm going to reserve let's, myself. For the, the data, this is based on current Splash Mountain, so let's say it's regular Splash Mountain. Because when it goes to Tiana, it, the time savings gonna is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but right now, so you're saying like you don't need to go on Splash Mountain? No. Okay. Yeah, I can see skipping that. I can I see mean, skipping it. If there's so much to do and see there, like it's just not. If not if Darwin was tall enough, though, I would say the three the three of us would go on it yeah, for sure. That is because it's an awesome ride. But it's an awesome ride though. In the auto. No, it's fun. You know what I love? It's got the best viewing because I love watching people. I'm like, I don't mind waiting and not going on roller coasters. I'm like, oh, it's boring. That's fine. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and it's got a great viewing area. You can see the I can clearly yeah. see. I can see everybody's head, sweat. It's yeah. great. And you can just <laughs> dial up YouTube while you're waiting too and watch the the ride. Well, through. I guess I can be the one that's getting us the next. You could be working rides. on the Genie Plus. All yeah. right, so we're gonna. So we don't need to do Splash Mountain. No. Nope. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Maybe I don't know. I don't think I, I was pregnant. I didn't so this is one that you could totally do. It's within, it's it's an autumn level coaster for sure. If you can do Slinky Dog, you can do Big Thunder. Oh. Uh, I think Darwin would love it. I think your dad would love it. So we got three so far. Let's do four. So four is going to give us a more conservative five. We'll say like, oh, we were able to get a lot of Genie Pluses. So we've got three so far. Peter Pan, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder. Uh, what about Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin? Oh, that's fun. 
That's not in Magic Kingdom. That is in Magic Kingdom. That's in Tomorrowland. Oh my gosh, is it? In mm-hmm. my head, that's in Hollywood Studios. Nope, nope. Uh, Toy Story Buzz Lightyear is, is in... not in Hollywood Studios? No. Oh my gosh. I can't... I'm not thinking that it's... I can't even see it. I only see it in Hollywood Studios. Do we here. need to ride this ride? Is it like a must-do? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm tempted about it. Can we come back to it? If, it, if you're tempted about it, that means it's not a must-do. Okay. okay. Uh, next one, <laughs> Haunted Mansion. Yes. Absolutely. We're not Everyone's not riding on that. Haunted no, Mansion. No, we're all doing it. <laughs> all right. So do we have four? Okay. So we have four now. Can we get one more? Mm, no, we're just going to do the first four. Okay. Because I want to be conservative and say like, okay, we'll get four lightning lanes during this day. Could we get more? Yes. But maybe we'll get four. I think five is a little ambitious, especially if we're showing up at 10. I mean, if you're going to stay the rest of the day, it's possible um, for sure. But once again, that's so variable based on. So let's say four. Uh, This isn't perfect science here. Okay. Uh, Okay. So let's add them up. Peter Pan is on average 55. Jungle Cruise is 52. Thunder Mountain is on average 27. And Haunted Mansion is on average 22 minutes saved from your lightning lane compared to your standby. That's the difference. Hmm. So like maybe Peter Pan is a five minute lightning lane and it's a 60 How minute is, uh, walk uh, Is Haunted Mansion just fit a lot of people? I'm surprised the weight difference isn't High that capacity and not super popular. Like it's a, gr- it's oh, a classic, yes. but it's not like, Huh? yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting, right, okay. So we'll add those up. Okay, so it adds up to 156 minutes or that's what, two hours, to about two, two and a half hours. That's with a little kid. Potentially, we're saving two and a half hours. Potentially, on average, it could be more, it could be less. Right. If if we're able to get lightning lanes for all four of those rides. Okay, so a couple ifs here, but I feel like that's a reasonable thing most times of the year. Now, so the price is $60. The potential savings is two and a half hours. Now we gotta figure out if it's worth it. So let's do, this is the thought experiment. We're in the hotel room. Divide the time, but... The, you, we could. We oh, could divide things, and you can also, you could figure out how much you pay for a ticket, right? So you pay $120 for a single-day ticket, and you're going to be there for 10 hours, so it's $12 an hour, and you could if you could figure it out that way. I don't think that's good. That's like an expected value calculation. That's okay. way too mathy for Disney World. I think we have to go with our gut on this one. Okay. So I want to do a thought Something experiment. about that. This is the thought experiment. So it's the night before... You know, we're going to Magic Kingdom the next day, right? We get a call. We're in the hotel room. We're watching diners, drive-ins, and dives in the hotel room. And we get a call on the phone, and it's the big cheese himself. Hey, pal. Yeah, it's Mickey. And he says, hey, pal, like that. But then his voice changes all of a sudden. Does this really happen? Yeah. In this thought experiment, it does. And he says, hey, it's me, your pal Mickey Mouse. I got a deal for you. (laughs) I'm going to save you two and a half hours in line tomorrow. Okay? I need 60 bucks from you. Tomorrow morning, oh, yeah. 7 a.m. You're going to have to wake up, probably. Probably going to have to wake up at 7 a.m. You can go back to sleep after that, whatever. Come around 10, come around 9. I'm going to save you <laughs> two and a half hours, but I need 60 bucks. $64, because it's tax. <laughs> $65, you mean? That's the question. What do you say to me? Right. So this is something that we haven't anticipated for in our budget. Hey, I don't got time to mess around, make the, make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I could, yeah. And this is like we, we, you, you said we don't rope drop. This is just we yeah, we're not rope dropping. So we get there at ten. We could just basically get on those four rides. Maybe well, we might not be getting on all four of those rides. Oh, you're saying if you purchase Mickey's the genie? Saying yeah. that like he's yeah. 
feel like Mickey's saying it. It's true. I'm a, I'm gonna say there's a good chance you give me the sixty dollars. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna save you about two and a half hour. You ride the ride either way, right? Yeah. You so pay I'm me the money. I'm yes gonna save you. Yes, this is Magic Kingdom. Okay. Are there other uh, parks? Not, I I don't right. know if it would be that. So that's a thought experiment. You said in that particular situation, it was worth it. And yeah. now we have a young child. Yep. And waiting and walking is gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. And because Magic Kingdom is just a busy park, so it's the best value. Right. It's hot. There's a lot of people. If I could like go and do four rides at Magic Kingdom, I'm good to like leave for lunch and yeah. then, like go back at night. Cooler. So, I'm with so, you 100%. Yeah. So, so we decided in this particular situation, it's probably worth it. I mean, two and a half hours, you're in line, but they're good lines too, you know, so it's not terrible. And if I didn't have an extra $60, I wouldn't be heartbroken, you know? I mean, you're still in Disney World. No, now. But, but I imagine, do think it's a good deal. Now, here's case. my question. Imagine, right, we, we could have that scenario, right? It's possible to have gotten those four rides. It's mm-hmm. like feasible. Mm-hmm. And... Is isn't it also possible that we, we could have rope drops? Let's talk. You, I, you know what, Autumn? You you twisted my arm. That's seven rides. Then I'm done. Then I am out of the Jeez park Louise. by like ten thirty, and I am. You're twisting my arm. Let's talk about rope drop. Because <laughs> yes. I I mean I didn't plan on talking about rope drop. Now let's do it. So a solid rope drop strategy could actually reduce the need, maybe even obviate the need for for Genie Plus. Um, especially if you're combining it with a midday break and then coming back to the parks later in the evening when the lines are low again. Right. If if that if you can do that, if you can wake up early and then come back later in the day, yeah, you could definitely get a lot of that same savings um, without paying extra. Right. For example, uh, if we had rope dropped even something like Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean, it could save us 70 minutes. Then right next to each other. And that doesn't require staying on site. Uh, right. So this, I remember before I mentioned gear, uh, sand in the gear of rope drop. Yes. Well, wouldn't you know that around the same time that they uh, started with Lightning Lane, yeah. they also removed and introduced a perk. So the perk they removed is Extra Magic Hour in the morning. Uh, oh, right. And some people were upset about it, but what they caved instead was early park entry, which is a half hour every park every day resort guests can get in early. So if you're not wait, a wait. resort guest or on one of the approved Disney hotels, you can't rope drop. Oh, at all? There's well, not like a... All right. So good question. Because rope drop is like kind of a yeah. you can't, funny thing. It's a different rope. It's not a set time. So if you're, uh, if you're on site, and let's talk about Magic Kingdom first because this is where the biggest difference is. Wait. At Magic I want to clarify. So that's saying that now you have to be at a resort or staying on site to be able to enter the park half hour early. You got it. And, and But that can be separate from what rope drop is. Can be. Then the, the biggest difference is in Magic Kingdom. So in Magic Kingdom, early entry right now, the way it has been, and this could change, but the way it has been is they open up Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. Most of, usually Seven Dwarfs, but not always Seven Dwarfs. That's right. So there's two parts that early entry can rope drop, right? So if you're off-site, you can't rope drop Tomorrowland. I mean, you could, but you're not, there's going to be a ton of people there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Frontier and Adventureland are not open for those early entry. So you could go and rope drop Jungle Cruise and follow it up with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, so it's still a potential in Magic Kingdom. The other parks, it's not as good. Yeah. And they're opening up most of the rides in the other parks. I think Animal Kingdom Kilimanjaro is not open. So I would rope drop Kilimanjaro if I was off-site at Animal Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, but Flight of Passage, early entry can get in. Now, so even though it's a half hour early, what's that? when, when is park open? 
8.30? It's, it's variable throughout the year. Early entry gets you a half hour before park entry. So and it's 8.30. rope drop strategy is you show up an hour before whenever you can get in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's interesting, but I also wonder how many people that are on site are still going to like actually be there, you know, rope drop, get there that half hour early. Yeah, I don't and know. I, I mean, you're, that's a huge perk for staying on site in terms of time savings. Really and it kind of, yeah, absolutely. Well, because I mean, now, if rope, if but if you rope drop instead of buying Genie Plus and you have a family of four, you're saving $60 a day, basically. You know? That's right. But and and if you're offsite, your access to that, like free rope drop, is is limited, is more limited, which is a bummer for offsite guests. Um, and as a prior, like I've been on offsite guests for most of my life, it's, it's and until they change it, you're bit. like, no, offsite, offsite, and then they changed, they changed it, it and so I'm like, like you can't it. have it, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. But now I'm going back and forth. It really depends what the what the ride availability is. You know, if there's if if every park were like Magic Kingdom, where there's something I can rope drop. Um, you'll probably be able to realize some time savings, but in parks like Hollywood Studios, where I think I think the whole park is open, I'd have to double check that. But I think you can you can ride. I know have you they, can ride the big ones. Have they started this yet? The half hour early. Yeah. So then, do we have a data on like with Magic Kingdom if if people are still able to like rope drop and get there an hour before that half hour? If that. For Magic Kingdom? Yeah, like... Yeah. Well, I, I don't have data, but I that I have, like, trip rewards. Yeah. Anecdotal data, for sure. So people have been able to rope drop mm-hmm. earlier than that half hour open N- window, or...? No. No, you still have to wait until the park opens. Right. But you oh. can still have a good time rope dropping Frontierland or Adventureland. You can still save some time. But not Fantasyland. You can't... No. if you rope drop. No, you have to be on-site to rope drop. Yeah, on-site. if you're on-site. Oh, yeah, and that's great and strategy. Yeah, no, you're great. You're actually doing excellent if you're on-site now because those crowds are actually less. That's going to be a So you can fl- people are flying through rides with I'm, early entry. I'm imagining drops. we stay on-site and we get there like an hour before that half hour open. Oh, that's exactly what we're doing. Oh, that's what we're doing as but, a family, then, 100%. Like, I feel like that's we might even, there's a chance we could get in earlier. That's easy that. it, baby. We're not paying that $60. We're going to get there super See, early. See, I thought we were, because I was thinking you were going to want to test it out. And Justin, it was yeah. like much easier and lighter yeah. on Genie Plus. I, like I said, I don't need personal experience to make database decisions, yeah. you know? I think there's... I would try it to see, like, for yeah. a day, um, and it would be cool to, like, say, get those... You, I think I think Magic Kingdom, if you're really rope job, you could easily get pretty much walk on the first three rides. Then yeah. it starts to get crowded. But then, and then imagine you do get the genie, though, and then you can just basically do that with another four rides. Six, yeah. seven rides, like, I am... If I was, like, That's by nice. myself or with my brother or people, like, just adults, no kids, and maybe I, if I was park harping, dumb almost definitely going to get Genie Plus. I'm going to go, I'm going to rope drop and I'm going to stack rides for Hollywood Studios. Yeah. You know, uh, you can, you can definitely get your money's worth if you employ the right strategy. It's just, I think for, it depends on the, and the, the, the situation we just described with there when there's four of us and we have a little kid um, and we can get there early. It's just not a great deal for us. All right. Yeah. So that's it. Um, I think we should do an episode on rope drop because it's changed a lot. So I think there's a lot yeah. of information we a can do on that. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. 
And I think we, sh- we could also do an episode on those individual Lightning Lane selections because we didn't talk about them at all. Right. And that is a little bit of an extra wrinkle. And there was an episode I, th- I think we talked about before Lightning Lane. There was what was called a Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a different version of that. And I said to Justin, I said, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have been to Disney and I've never heard one person bring up Fast Pass. Yeah. I bet you about half of the people that go to Disney don't know. Don't you know, he looked it up and it's like 40-something percent yeah. of people that go yeah. to Disney had no idea about this idea, this like fast pass slash lightning lane. Yeah. So I think it's an excellent thing to talk about because I bet you that same number of people right, aren't oh, going to yeah. understand lightning lane. And-, what, and what's a little bit better about Genie, it is, it's more, it's better designed for people not in the know, actually. Yes. It's, right. it's That makes sense. It's not as easy to game. Uh, and it's more tuned to someone who just figured out about it. So you could, someone, you, the, the person checking you into your hotel could explain, you know, this to you the night before. And you'll be able to utilize it the next day with about the same fearness as someone else. Yeah. Right? You didn't. And it sounds good. Yeah. And it sounds good too. I think they, it's like, oh. I mean, you're going to do better if you have one of these strategies. If you have a little bit more information about which rides book out quicker, which rides will give you the most time saving. That's going to help you out. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot more geared for people who just show up not knowing what's up, and and I think that's fair too because while that's we can profit from information, we have to understand that there was you know there's a first time for everybody, and if it's your only time and right. you're dropping tons of money, I feel like that person deserves to have a good time too. Yeah. No, I, for sure. I just am like. It's also a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should listen to the Easy Dizzit podcast. But no, yeah, there's, it's overwhelming. You know, like we talk about that. Justin works with um, families to help travel plan their trips to Disney and a lot of first time. And, and families will say, like, it's just, there's just so much information. There's so much, like, yeah. how, how did you know all this? So it is overwhelming. And if you're listening and you're overwhelmed, please feel free to reach yeah, out. Because, give me a call. <laughs> uh, I enjoy, like, adding in two cents, but Justin does the travel planning, so happy to help you out if you want me to run something by autumn i can definitely run it by autumn <laughs> all right i have opinions anything else autumn so you love genie plus now you're down no but, but do you but see I, the utility a little bit maybe i, the utility I understand for some now that you broke it down yeah. the, those two types of stacking versus not yeah i think it, it'll work it'll it'll help some people for sure and it'll cost money for, I, for I everyone, overall so. just it'll don't like that company. i think it's more enjoyable and i think thinking about being mindful that uh, I don't like that you have to plan as you go. I really liked before how it was set up that you could plan ahead and kind of like yeah, just know where you're going. I just yeah, that's true. Don't like that. That's true. That's true. Yep. It it might really if you really don't want to look at your phone. Yep. Don't get Genie Plus. <laughs> get there early or don't get there early. Just go with the expectation you're not going to experience that many attractions or right, okay. or maybe you'll experience less attractions. Check out the treehouse. You know, use the Genie uh, itinerary building app and it will send you to the treehouse all day long yeah. and you'll, you won't be in a single line and you'll get to see the treehouse. And there's so much stuff like not even rides, like hallways yeah. and in shops. I mean, and there's so much to so just yeah. enjoy. Like the, There's more to Disney than its attractions. For yeah, sure. yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thanks for going over this with me, Autumn. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you all learned some things and... Uh, See you next week. Hey. 
Hey there, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you haven't already, check us out on EasyDizit.com. You can find all our shows there, as well as some cool extras we have for our listeners. We have a visual story comic that will help you get your kids used to hearing no. Like, no, you can't have that (laughs) when you're inside the parks. Um, And we also have a cool worksheet to develop your own role-playing character. So if you're boarding the Halcyon and you want to have a Star Wars character when you get on board, uh, that worksheet will help you do through it. Or maybe if you're just hanging out with your friends on the weekend and you're just role-playing Star Wars, it'll help with that too. And also give me a call because I want to hang out with you and your friends. That sounds cool. Uh, If you've ever said to yourself, hey, I like food, but I wish more of it was shaped like Mickey's head you should check out our Instagram. Uh, We've been having fun putting up uh, reels, like videos, trying to answer that age-old question, will it Mickey? And of course, if you would like to travel to any Disney destination, or Universal Orlando, or really anywhere, give me a call and I can help plan your travel. My services are free of charge. You can reach me at easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. All right, until next time, easy dizzit. Another one.